Just, this is the part where it's like, who cares about anything that happens? <laughs> Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Bachelorette recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Why are you doing pretty good, Andy? Because Dear Shandy mm-hmm. has achieved 25,000 YouTube subscribers. Yay! Who are we applauding? Are we applauding ourselves? We're applauding both of us, both the Shandies and ourselves. Okay. We get a rare moment of self-applause. Oh. But it's them who did it, uh-huh. but but we have to take a moment. Okay. It's a big accomplishment. Should, should we take a moment of silence? <laughs> <laughs> Not self-indulgent at all. But that's a lot. 25,000 people is more than the um, sold out uh, Madison Square Garden. Really? Yeah. How many people is that? It's... Well, it's... <laughs> How many people have sold I think it's mind? like 20,000. Okay. It's the number of years it takes the space shuttle to reach the nearest star. Wow. Oh, that actually makes it sound less good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a lot of people, and we're so thankful, Shandies, that you would hit subscribe. This Thank is you. your reminder. <laughs> good segue. Yeah, because... If you it- haven't, you know... And at fifty thousand, did we did we talk about this yet? That every Shandy gets one thousand dollars in cash. <laughs> okay, shall we get going? Let's with do it. Season twenty, episode five of The Bachelorette. We're back in New Orleans. I yeah. just have to say, New Orleans. We're, we were just there for Gabby and Rachel's season. I mean, I wrote. I guess it's the perfect place to fall in love. So it's more like the perfect place to fall in lust. You think so? Yeah, I think New Orleans is like it's like a real. It's a salacious. It's salacious. Why do you say that? No, I just think of New Orleans as New Orleans is more, uh, you know, it's a little more like, uh, like, uh, <laughs> eh. okay, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> so right off the bat, we get word watch one and two and we have to get it out of the way. We, we have a rule in case anyone is new to Dear Shandy Recaps. If the word watch breaks 10 we no longer do clips and everything. You just have to take our word for it. But yeah. trust us, we were really watching like a hawk oh, yeah. because we didn't realize, or rather you didn't realize last week, Andy, when you chose the word family, that this would be the episode before hometowns. You know, actually, I did realize. Oh, sorry. You nasty, I take nasty full blame. man. Yeah. Oh, take horrible. Full blame. I thought I'd throw some red meat because usually it's like a very low number. Yeah. It's like zero to, to two. Uh-huh. So why not have a big one? Well, wow. <laughs> you yeah. really swung in the opposite direction. So safe to say we're breaking 10 today. So here we get Word Watch 1 and 2. You're just going to have to take our word for it. Charity and her ITM talks about meeting people's families and whose family she's going to meet. And by the way, family was singular. Family, yeah. No yeah, families. Yeah. The men toast their orange juices. I wrote question mark. I guess mimosas. Mm. I don't know. I would actually love it if they were toasting orange juices. No, you can toast. I don't think. Are you allowed to toast orange juice? I think there's a thing about not toasting. No, you're not allowed to toast water. You're definitely not allowed to toast water. But I feel like you really technically aren't allowed to toast non-alcohol. Why? Why is anything anything? Yeah, that's very passe. I approve of that. Me too. I think that's ridiculous. But I still say you shouldn't be able to toast water. I have something against that. (laughs) 
there's just something morally wrong with it. Yes, that. for old time's sake. You got to keep one vestige of the old tradition. <laughs> they toast to strengthening relationships. Charity arrives and does a cheers to continuing to develop relationships. And turns out, though, that Charity's not just there to toast to strengthening relationships. She's there to pick up Joey for his second one-on-one date, which is ever so shocking because both Sean and Tanner have not yet had one. They go in a horse-drawn carriage and Andy, you said she's taking him on her favorite thing in the world to do. That's a good callback to Zach's season where she called it, what did she say? It's my literal dream. It's her literal dream. Yeah. Here we get word watch three from Tanner. Just take our word for it. Okay, Joey. On this one-on-one date in the horse-drawn carriage, Joey is telling Charity how comfortable he is around her. It's crazy. And Charity's saying, I know, I know. And they're doing this thing that I noticed in the first episode, their first ever conversation on night one. And actually, some other Shandys noticed it, too. So I felt validated by this observation. But I find that the two of them, when they're giving each other niceties, they talk over each other yeah. like crazy. It's just so weird. Like they were just talking over each other for a solid minute about how great their connection was and everything. I think this could go both ways. It could be that they're so giddy. All they want to do is talk about how great their connection is. Yeah. Which I've, I've kind of been there before, I think. Maybe uh-huh. when I was when I was younger, like yeah. really young. But or it could mean they're just kind of racing to the finish line of whatever this thing is. They're not really looking to savor the moment. Yeah, I don't know. Something about it rubs me wrong just because I feel like, especially in the early stages, if you're going to talk about how easy it is with a person, I want to hear you get to the end of that sentence before I say I agree. Yeah. Personally, I prefer. Sorry. I'd prefer if they're jump, if they're stepping on each other, I feel it should be about a conversation about things they dislike. (laughs) Like that's the one where you're like, oh, yeah, 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 that thing. Totally. Like the excitement. You can't wait to get in there. And for what it's worth, this only happens with Joey. I don't find it happens with Charity and anyone else. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's interesting. So they eat. Louisiana cuisine, I wrote. Is that wrong? Louisiana cuisine. Louisianian. Cajun cuisine. Cajun. Cajun. Cajun? Cajun. It's like Trojan. Trojan. I don't like pronouncing that J right. No, you don't. (laughs) They get their fortunes told. Apparently, this fortune telling wasn't of interest because normally that's where they would show something. Yeah. Since when do we ever get a fortune telling and not actually hear it? You know why she didn't take risks? I could tell that fortune teller was going (laughs) so safe. Well, that's like you will be together for some portion of the rest of the day. (laughs) And one day you will have a difference. There will be a difference. Well, that cost her some very valuable screen yeah. time. Yeah, her they fault. They dance to buskers on the street playing Oh, When the Saints. That's a good, good oh, classic. I mean, you know, and who doesn't like that? Does anyone not like that song? Is oh, there someone who's like, the oh, Saints. God, they're playing Oh, When the Saints again? <laughs> it's true. And, of course, lots of making out here. Mm-hmm. And now they get poems written on the spot by... I mean, would you call I mean, this person a, a busker if they're writing poems on the spot? I would call him a, a street poet. A street poet. Good, Andy. Thank you. They read the poem to each other and then kiss. And there's a fantastic... We started laughing out loud. Oh, it's amazing. They're kissing, having read the poem, and then they zoom out and the poet's just uh, sitting there watching them. It's a great shot. It was was like a cartoon. I guess that's good. You know, what more could he hope for after writing people a poem? Oh, yeah. That was like the fruits of his labor. Oh, I think you're right. I think he was just enjoying it. He was like, yeah. Can you imagine how much better that is than people reading the poem and being like, okay, thank you. Totally. They start kissing. He's like, yeah. "Yeah, You like that poem. Okay, so word watch four here. Joey says, uh, okay, take my word for it to make sure we're on the same page before she meets my family, blah, blah, blah. Okay, in the evening now, Charity is wearing a brown ribbed knit dress 
with a, sort of a gold, I wrote chain link. Can I say that? Chain link? Chain, yeah. chain metal, chain. What's the, what's the thing? In the old days, they would have. In, in old, you, just the, give me a little more. Like it looks like mesh, but it's chain. Oh, oh chain mail. Chain mail. Oh, good this, job. This is the first time in history and probably the last that yeah. I will ever give you a fashion thing that you can't remember. And the only reason <laughs> is because when I first heard the term chain mail, it made me think of the chain mail they wore in the Middle Ages in battle. Yeah. It was armor. Uh-huh. And that's the only reason I know that. Well, it's this- because I was into medieval battle back in the day. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, medieval battles are oof, oof, rough. rough stuff. I was into Greek mythology. That was my thing. Also great. Yeah. I mean, nothing. They're both good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the chain mail gold yeah. is a cowl neck and then also a trim at the bottom of the dress. I thought this was an interesting choice. Interesting. Oh, that's never a good thing. You know what I'll give this dress and also Charity for wearing this dress is I've never seen anything like it. And I respect the choice for that reason. Charity, I mean, her fashion is really on point. Even when I don't really love something, I'm like, but I know I see what you did there. I respect it. Let me tell you something. If I cooked you a meal, if I invite you to my home, I didn't know you. Mm -hmm. You were an acquaintance. I cooked you a meal and you said all the things you said about my meal. Yeah. The way you talked about her dress. I would not be pleased. (laughs) So now, of course, we get talking about Joey's potential hometown. How would his family feel about meeting her? So word watch five from Charity. And now Charity asks how he feels about being in an interracial relationship. She Mm. reveals that her ex wasn't really educated enough or informed enough or really interested enough to become educated enough on the matter. And Joey here, word watch six, says the idea of bringing you home. I know my family. They understand love is love. And he says he's never dated a black woman and this isn't something he'll be able to learn until they try to conquer it together. But he's very open to listening and learning and doing all the things. I got to say, I thought Joey Schoen, Shond, how do you say it? Would you say Schoen? I would say Sean. Sean. Sean So Joey Sean here sounds ridiculous. (laughs) But I'll say it. I'll say it. It's Canadian. Are we close to Canadian Day? We can just say Shine. Canadian Day? (laughs) So that people don't have to hear us debate this anymore. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I thought Joey shined here. Okay. Shown is the actual (laughs) right word. Now you're screwing me up. I don't know what's right anymore. Because I haven't seen much from Joey other than like, you know, endless effusiveness and mushiness mm-hmm. and um, emotive and grandpa you know, letters grandpa letters <laughs> yeah so this was uh refreshing i thought he 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 did it great his answer was very good here yeah and well, honest. it was a non-answer but it was a respectable non-answer it was like, a very good non-answer. i love that charity notices and appreciates honesty even when it's not what she wants to hear but he also had to do a non-answer was he hasn't had experience yes but it, and it would really annoy me actually if he came in and acted like he knew right when he hasn't actually been through well, it that's what i'm saying he could have been like oh no problem at yeah. all i've waited my whole life to be in an interracial relationship yeah totally yeah. and actually i think that he probably still would have gotten gushy music had he oh, said totally that. no matter what he said <laughs> Nothing would have jo- not gone yeah, good. Joey's music. soundtrack is just yeah. is consistent, if nothing else. But I love it. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I love it when people can say they don't know. It's the best. And essentially, he said, "I don't know, but I'm willing to listen, learn, and everything." You yeah. know, it was just a, it was just a nice, it's, like it's a I'm release. there with you. Answer. It's a release. I've learned. I actually there there came a point in my life where I realized that I didn't say I don't know enough. Mm. And, and I've started to say I don't know more. And it actually feels really nice. Oh, yeah. It makes me feel warm inside. <laughs> and then sad that I don't know. 
So his answer brings Charity to tears. I thought it was sweet how intently he watched her cry here. Like he was really watching her and gauging whether, you know, like he was let, he was giving her space to Mm. shed the tears. And then he said, can I give you a hug? He didn't just dive in. You know what I mean? This was the best Joey I had seen. This was the best Joey I've seen as well. It felt very bespoke and not like he could be just talking to any bachelorette. And I felt that Charity was touched above and beyond just the sort of concept of what he was talking about. I felt like she was touched because it was Joey saying it. Those were heavy tears. Yeah. Like, I think she really had a moment there mm-hmm. with him. Okay, Charity says that he makes her feel so seen. She gives him the rose, and now we get Word Watch 7 because Charity gets, gets to meet his family. And Joey says he's falling in love with her. She says, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And they resume making out. So back at the hotel, the guys wonder what Joey and Charity are up to, and Xavier says he doesn't want to think about it because they be kissing. <laughs> <laughs> the best line. Here we get Word Watch 8 from Sean because introducing Charity to his family isn't something he takes lightly. And now we get the date card and it's a 2 on one for Sean and Tanner. It's the runner-up 2 on one as you so astutely analyzed. Last night. This should have been Brayden yeah. and Sean. I think Brayden was not supposed to self-eliminate. Let's right. remember that he did self-eliminate. I think that he was going to be brought at least one more week for the purpose of this date, for the usual two-on-one, most likely with Sean. I mean, Sean earned his extra week, I guess. We said last week that he did the deal with the devil the week before. Yeah. There was just too much Sean in this episode. Way too much. We knew, all of us knew he wasn't a contender. You know what the Sean's issue was? Is that his level of attachment and interest in charity didn't match his, his like, amount of time with her he's never had his own one-on-one date so either he just really drank the kool-aid or he's just playing a role but what gets me about sean is that he acts like he's a leading man on a season where he's a character actor well i feel like sean acts like he's the leading man in all aspects of his life well we don't know that like maybe on a different season he would be a leading man No, i mean life outside of television Yeah. Okay. okay, so Sean starts to unravel having been cast on this two-on-one date, but it doesn't seem to be a rivalry. And this is really where this whole two-on-one date, I almost don't want to give it my breath to talk about it because it's so pointless. It's just two guys that get along well, neither of whom have had a one-on-one date. You can see why they try to hype up a two-on-one with a Braden. Of course. This was supposed to be Braden. Yes. It's like, you know, you ever invite friends from out of town and like you have two friends and like, shit, they're both here the same weekend. Yeah. But there's no, I know there's no chemistry between them. Yes. But I have to see them. Like I'm at, and you there's only there, so many hours in the day. Yeah. You have a meal with the three of you and you're just like, it's like, <laughs> it's terrible. Yes. Nothing's happening here. Yeah. So that's kind of what it was like. It felt like it was, it was clearly production it was like, what are we going to do? That's, we got Tanner. But Xavier wouldn't. You couldn't put Xavier in there. Aaron no. B has no beef with Sean. No, no meaningful beef. No. No what? Meaningful beef. Oh, meaningful. <laughs> that's, oh, that's a great name for a restaurant. It's <laughs> good, actually. Yeah. yeah I, I That situation you're describing, by the way, that social situation, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I don't think anything stresses me out more. Oh, it's the worst. Anytime people are like, oh, let's just all get together. I'm like, <laughs> It's the worst. And you're the connective tissue. And yeah. also, you don't you act differently. You, you, let's be honest. We all have different faces for different friends. 
Not yeah. like totally different. Yeah. Like we're like Jacqueline High, but there's different ways yeah, you act different. with different friends. And then so you got two friends you act differently with. You don't even know what to do. You're yeah. just like, do I act like no, you have I a act party with my high school friend totally. or my adult friend? Yeah, like a party friend versus like a deep conversation yeah, exactly. friend. Totally. Tough. As, as an introvert, let me tell you, that stresses me out I mean, just talking that, about it. That, oh. You know what this is? This is a classic first world problem. Oh, totally. <laughs> Okay, so now the two-on-one date. Charity greets them, says she just wants to have a good time and embrace all that comes with the day. Mm, nice. She's a professional. Yeah. They go on a boat ride to look at alligators in the bayou. Bayou? Bayou. Am I saying The bayou. Right? The bayou. Yeah, the bayou. Very dangerous. Oh, uh, yeah. There were a lot of alligators. Yeah, people, too. People, alligators. There's some some people in the bayou you're going to watch out for, too. <laughs> we quite enjoyed the alligators. Yeah. I mean, how I mean, incredible. How can you not enjoy alligators? Alligators are one of the most incredible species. That are still around. That are still around. Yeah. Alligators, literally, the only difference between the alligator you see today and the alligator you saw 100 million years ago is it's smaller. Literally. Mm. They were just, they downsized. They like yeah. went from like an SUV to an intermediate sized car. I think a compact. 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 Thank you. You really sound like a native New the Yorker right now. The only thing I know about cars is from rental agencies. <laughs> literally. That's it. I mean, if we're talking 100 million years ago, I think it's a smart car to a Hummer. Yeah. It, it, they went from like 35 feet long to like, you know, maybe topping out at 20 feet. But either way, if you saw, if you, if someone made you twice as big mm -hmm. and so everything looked half as big to yeah. you and you went back 100 million years, saw alligator, you'd have you'd notice no difference. Oof. That's incredible. Think about that. It's a killing machine. It's a flawless. killing, flawless killing machine. Yeah. The shark. The alligator, that tortoise, what's that crab? The horseshoe crab. Ooh. Horseshoe crab's like 400 million years. Wow. What is it about a horseshoe crab that's so amazing? Yeah. You know, they have blue blood. Their blood is blue. Oh. And it cures like all sorts of diseases and really? stuff. Really? Oh, does it though? Or are you I'm, just- I may be talking what? some shit, but I know that they've been analyzing the blue blood in a horseshoe crab in labs for decades. I mean, it's it's got some potency. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Woo. So alligators. Humans. <laughs> 200,000 years. Yeah. And maybe not much more than that. So the star of this date is definitely the captain of the boat. Yes. Who is providing the only comic relief, mm. I think, in this entire episode. Maybe the season. As they eat crawfish now, they're at a picnic table and the captain of the boat brings them a big bucket of crawfish. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was like, what did she do when they were eating crawfish? No, she's inviting them to dinner that evening. So then they walk away from the picnic table that's covered, covered in uneaten There's crawfish. A mountain of crawfish. What's with that? I what mean, is with the food waste on this show? I mean, couldn't they have just had like maybe like 20 crawfish, just a little, like a like a smaller portion? Of there is no way that each of them ate more than a handful of crawfish. Yeah, you know, they just some guy came with a mop and just sweeped them into the, into the river. Each of those things is a living creature. There was like hundreds. Well, let me ask you a question. If you talk to a, a crayfish, a crawfish, I think you could say them both ways. But if you talk to one and you got it, like you had like one of those, you know, in the UN, they have the headphones that translate all the languages. Uh -huh. And the crawfish had those headphones for English. And you're like, listen, I got very bad news for you. Uh -huh. You're going to die. Yeah. Like you're going to die. Yeah. Your life is over in like a few hours. But you have a choice. You can either be eaten by some kind of thing that eats crawfish. I don't know. An animal. Or some big fish or something. Okay. Or you can die in the sun on a table, but you are being seen by millions of people <laughs> around the world. You're the most famous crawfish in the whole bayou. 
I mean, I feel like when it's life or death like that, like I would want to know that my life went towards supporting another life, mm. not just for the sake of like a shtick mm. for entertainment. So you as the crawfish. I would take- rather be eaten by an animal who needs me for fuel. But I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the crawfish. Got to get yourself into the mind of a crawfish. <laughs> And now as Charity's doing a wrap-up ITM, Sean interrupts her. He walks into her ITM to kiss her goodbye, and she loves this. Mm. She's like, oh, how sweet. Yeah. And Word Watch 9, Sean says he wants to bring Charity back to meet his family. And now it's the- crawfish breath. It's the best. (laughs) And now it's the evening. Charity's wearing a white cutout dress. It's a cocktail dress with a very cool, interesting neckline here. And- a huge, fabulous bun on the top of her head with those side wisps of hair. She looks gorgeous. Oof. I mean, I knew right away. That I would like this? No, I knew right away that I liked it. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, it's, I know it's good when I don't even have to think. Usually I have to think. I'm like, is that good? Would Charlene think that's good? But now I'm just like, no, that's good. Okay, Word Watch 10. Charity t- says, you know, she's talking about family. <laughs> And now Sean, in his one-on-one time, gives us Wordwatch 11 and 12. Mm, so generous. And now <laughs> Tanner, one-on-one time. He reveals he was broken up with in a three-year relationship by being completely ghosted. Oof, his girlfriend And she went to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part. <laughs> yeah, apparently his girlfriend flew to Florida and was never to be seen or heard you from again. You know what? I'll tell you something. If I was going to get ghosted in a three-year relationship, at least go to Europe. Oh, you think? Like she flew to Italy. She flew to a small town in Italy to be with, you know, um, Luigi. And that was it. I'd be like, you know what? I, I can take that. Mm. Florida, I can't do I feel like Florida, it, it kind of works. You know, it depends if how it you look Florida, at it. Florida, yeah. If they go somewhere really, really, okay, no, we have to watch what we say about Florida. No, I, Florida's got a, Florida's an amazing state. I don't know how many Shandies are from Florida. I think there's like two or three. No, if you're plenty. from Florida, say in the comments where you're from in Florida and just say you're Floridian. Yeah, Flor- Florida has Florida is a great state in uh-huh. many ways. There are just certain parts of Florida. There's certain parts of everything. Certain parts of my city I find abominable. Yeah, totally. No, Flor- the thing about Florida is it needs to be able to laugh at itself. And I think, I think it can. I think you're right. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah. So Tanner says he's had his walls up since and... Then they, they do a, a wide shot of these two, and you see how far away from each other they're sitting. He's doing a full, like, what are those back planks where you like, are those machines where you lean over the Oh, front? yeah, yeah. He's doing like back exercises. Yeah, it's like a lower back. It's like a lumbar exercise. Yeah. It's it, so uncomfortable. These two, I've been there before, too. I hate that. When I know I'm too far away, but I know it's the moment to kiss, and I have to do that full, like, it's a plank. It's basically a, 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 a diagonal plank. I wrote, this has the vibe of a first ever conversation. No, no there's nothing here. These two, what, like, why are they wasting our time with this? Like, they've already cut two episodes, presumably, from the season, because usually the episode before Hometowns is episode seven. This is yeah. episode five. And... I, I was just like looking at my watch. You know what? You know what could have given them an extra episode and probably God knows how many dollars of advertising. Brayden. <laughs> to the guy's credit, I will say mm. that they, without a doubt, were probably encouraged. No, we're without a doubt. We're probably encouraged. Without a doubt, we're encouraged. Oh, nice. Good catch. Yes, I caught myself. Oof, that made no sense. Close call. To talk shit about each other, and you can tell they resisted. Oh, they don't care. They don't care about each other. No. It's like trying to get a pigeon to talk shit about like a like a robin. <laughs> they don't care about each other. In fact, I could picture a pigeon and a robin being more likely to talk shit about each other. Oh, you're right. Because they might be competing for the same food. Back at the hotel, the one-on-one day card goes to Dotton. 
And Aaron is clearly trying to keep his cool, but he is swearing a little bit too much to be mm, cool. Yeah. He's very pissed off yeah. that he did not get this one. He was day. doing uh, multiple, like like a conjoined swearing, like multiple <laughs> swear words in one the phrase. String, the yeah. string swear. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, watching Aaron for the last few episodes, I have thought that he thinks of himself as a front yeah. runner, but really this was the moment where he gave it away. Well, I think Aaron... It has two sides. He has a, a strong subconscious that knows what the real deal is. And his subconscious is the one that tattled on Braden. His, he subconsciously knew he wasn't a front runner, but he has a strong ego. So he was like, no, I'm a front runner. I'm not going to listen to that voice. Mm. But I think part of him knew he wasn't because why do you tattle? You don't do that when you're a front runner. You do not do that. No one does that. Wow. You're giving Aaron a lot of thought. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's that complicated, no. <laughs> but I think that Aaron didn't like Brayden yeah. and you know, a lot of people evidently don't like Brayden. So no, that is what it is. Yeah. But I think like so many contestants before him, he saw himself as this front runner where he couldn't, he was unflappable, you know, his position in the, this race, he was good. And he used protecting charity as an excuse for for like throwing someone that he really disliked under the bus i agree with that that's very common it's like you annoy me i want to find a way to like ruin your time here and make sure you go away i think i'm doing well so and i really 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 want to talk shit about you so i'm going to pretend i'm protecting her i agree and i also will again um reiterate <laughs> that when you feel very confident yeah and strong in your connection with the lead you don't even think about those things. Someone may annoy you, but you don't think of it as like, oh, I want to get that person. All you're thinking about is like, oh, I have this great connection. Yeah. I'm going to foster this. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Maybe we're both right. Back on the date, Charity says she's getting a stress rash. And Andy, you said, I get stress rashes. <laughs> I have one right now. <laughs> I'm doing this recap. <laughs> she picks up the rose to tell them that she's not handing it out. <laughs> and we'll be seeing them soon. And Tanner practically laughs out loud here. He almost does a sort of scoff laugh yeah. of what you think was relief. Oh, absolutely. Mm. It was like, again, bringing it back to boxing. I know people, not many boxing fans here, but I, I always notice that when there's a draw, when the decision is a draw, yeah. I assume everyone knows what that means, when there's no winner, no <laughs> yeah. loser, no winner. They everyone both, knows what a draw everyone is. Everyone knows what a draw I just want to make sure. I always look at the faces of the two fighters and the one that seems happy is the one that clearly lost. Tanner, or at least feels that he lost. Right. It knows that he lost. He, yeah. in his heart, was like, I think I lost this. If I get a draw, that's awesome. Uh -huh. And Tanner clearly was that guy. Yeah. He was just like, nice. <laughs> I can't believe I get to fight another day. Yeah. And meanwhile, Sean is very upset. Yeah. He, Sean continues to unravel here. He says he questions everything. How can he be so certain about Charity and for her to be so uncertain? She's got such a deep cleft in the chin. <laughs> I'm telling you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever met somebody with a cleft that deep in their chin that didn't have a high level of confidence? That's an interesting physical trait to be so, so, I don't know, admired. I don't know if it's admired. I just know that people with a deep cleft in their chin seem to have a lot of confidence. But I assume it's because throughout life people are like, wow, what a chin you've got. I think a, a deep cleft chin earns confidence in people. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even know what the evolutionary function, why would you need that? What what purpose could that serve? Can like I you could hide food in your chin? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dalton has his one-on-one -on -one now at the Crescent City Classic, which is some sort of a non-marathon like, marathon. Yeah, it's like the fruit festival. <laughs> 
It's the marathon version. Charity gives them tutus to wear and they stroll along now. And you called it a very rigorous marathon. Back at the hotel, Tanner talks to Joey while Sean talks to Xavier. They're both talking about their two-on-one and you can tell they're trying so hard to get... I mean, they, the powers that be, are trying so hard to get Tanner or Sean to talk shit about each other. Oh, yeah. And it's just not happening. No, there's no shit there. Honestly, the only thing we remarked on with this entire segment was how studly Xavier is. Oh. <laughs> he's talking to Sean about his day, and he's just like... Oh, my God. He, everything, he's not even talking. No. I'm just like, how is like he's how is this, this guy? I mean, mm. oof. I just feel like I hear Barry White playing every time his face shows up. <laughs> It's impossible not to. When they were kissing later, when he was kissing Charity, I was like, ooh. Oh, I got to be honest. I was stuck on a desert island. If I had to be with a man Mm -hmm. so far on this franchise. You've said already. (laughs) I mean, Thomas, no offense. I think think Xavier's the guy. I respect that choice. Yeah, it's my desert island bachelor. (laughs) I don't know why I went there, but I felt the need. They crossed the finish line on the date, and the commentary afterwards about being first and second is really cute. I'm going to say something, and it might not sound like a compliment, but I swear it is. Charity feels more like herself and thus more likable yes, with Dotton. Absolutely. I think Charity is a fantastic bachelorette across the board, but I think Charity's acting with yes. a lot of the guys, and with Dotton, she's not. And she's a good actress. Yeah, she's a great actress, but with Dotton, you just can't hide no. it. She's got the glint in her eye. She's got the pep in her step, her laugh, her commentary. Even the I, way she speaks is less measured. And I'll be honest with you. I mean, this is obviously a two-horse race at this point. Yeah. And if you just gave me like like sort of a, a computer printout of all the facts of this episode, I, of this season, sorry, yeah, I would lean a little bit Joey. But based just on the look in her eye and the words out of her mouth, the way she speaks, the delivery, Don, the, of the, delivery words. Yeah. the timbre, the pacing. Yes. I say Don is the guy. Yeah. You know, it made me think of last week when Brayden was like, show me the real charity or like be off with me. That's the real charity. That's what I feel. And again, I'm, this is not any kind of criticism with charity because I, we, as we've said a million times, every bachelor or bachelorette is required to act. Yeah. And she's good. At, she's she's, well. she's doing a great good job. Actress. It's just you can see absolutely that she's not acting with there's a difference there is there is okay so now it's the evening charity's wearing a black cutout gown but it's a fringe gown Mm. it's fringe that goes all the way to the floor all the way it's very beautiful i mean i just my only beef is that i didn't get a better look at it it was hard to kind of see the dress you know what that is that's not a meaningful beef And now we get word watch 13 and 14 from Charity asking him about his family, how they would feel. Dotton says he's excited, but it is scary as hell. So he seems to be as scared as he is excited. Mm -hmm. He says he has a fear of failure and that every time in his life he's really wanted something and really gone for it. He never got it. It never went his way. That's so honest. This, by the way, you know, they talk so much on the show about vulnerability. Thank you for being vulnerable with me. Yeah. This is vulnerability. Yeah. Not necessarily talking about trauma, but talking about how you have failed. You. Yes. Not someone else failed you or someone else hurt you. Yeah. But you yourself aren't as good as you think 
you could be or you're not even good. Yeah. It's different from sharing, like you said, something traumatic that happened to you. That's also vulnerable. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But I feel like on this show, they generally categorize you sharing a personal traumatic story as being vulnerable and nothing else. To me, this was incredibly vulnerable. Incredibly vulnerable. He's saying I've gone for things and I haven't gotten them. I have failed at those things. Yeah. You're getting a guy who's failed over and over again. Yeah. Like think about. And can admit it. And you know what that is also? In a weird, twisted way, that's real confidence. Totally. The confidence to say that you wanted something because so many people in that situation retroactively would be like, oh, I never wanted it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Or I, I didn't really try. Yeah. He says, I'm learning how to unlearn these things from you. Sometimes a good thing is just a good thing. Yeah. He says stuff. He says stuff all the time. He continues to say stuff. Even when he doesn't say stuff, he's saying stuff. Dutton says it's his heart versus his brain. And she has his heart already while his brain is like, you don't deserve this. Mm. Again. He is so humble. Yeah. Truly humble. Because a lot of people in his position would be like, you have my heart, but my brain is like afraid that you're not going to pick me, is afraid that I'm going to have the rug pulled out from under me. He's saying, I'm afraid that I don't actually deserve this. The humility in that statement. From a giant. (laughs) Yes, a gentle giant. He says he's working on listening to his heart more, less his brain. And right now his heart is telling him he's falling in love with her. (gasps) Somehow when he says it, it's not eye roll inducing. No. When Dotton said this, normally I would be like, okay, it's time. Pre-hometowns are going to say this thing. Cue it and action. When he said it, I was like, I believe it. You know what? Dotton has too much shame to lie about that. So true. You can see the shame. I can see it. Yeah, and it's I oozing out of him, and it tastes delicious. <laughs> we say this as fellow shame oozers. <laughs> Charity. Shame oozers. <laughs> Charity says she can't put into words how he makes her feel. I think that I can't put into words is the most important thing she said because she's always ready with the words. Yes. It's like it's like a multiple choice. She's got like a like a whole array of words that she knows she has mm-hmm. at her disposal. Here she's like, no, what? You, you don't deserve those words. I don't have the words yeah. that I want to say to you. I have so the, I'm not going to say anything. I have the words for a Tanner or a yeah. Sean. Exactly. Yes. Oh, she's got so many words for Tanner. <laughs> she could write a book about the words. She gives him the rose as they make out outside. She says he makes her the happiest girl and he says happiest boy. No, and this was a thing. cute callback to yeah. the first one-on-one when she said, I'm a happy girl with you. And he says, I'm a happy boy with you. Yeah. Let me tell you, if and when they get engaged at the end of the season, if they say happy girl, happy boy, I'm going to lose You're it. You're going to lose it. <laughs> <laughs> you and a million other Americans. So back at the hotel, the date card arrives. We're not really sure what this is. We thought we were done with dates this week, wow. but it's a group date and it's going to Aaron, Xavier, Tanner and Sean. Aaron's head is in his hands. He's beside himself. Yeah. And Sean spirals. And as he's spiraling, of course, the producers are like, OK, Dotton, go <laughs> enter the room with the rose on your lapel. Yeah, as he ducks under the doorway. Well, when he walked, <laughs> the only reason I took a note of this is because we freaked out at how tall he was. He's so he had to correct me if I'm wrong. He had to duck a little bit. No, I don't think he had to duck, but he was right there. Well, he's, a doorway is 80 inches, a standard doorway. OK. And that's six foot eight. Okay. I'm pretty sure he had a duck, just a little tiny duck. Uh, I, I, there's no way he's only six foot eight. There's oh, no way. Only six. Thomas foot eight. is six foot eight. No, Thomas is six seven. Six is he six. six seven. No, he, Thomas is not six six. Okay. So Thomas is like the, a new form of measurement. Yeah, yeah. It's like the American, the metric, and the Thomas. 
It's like, how far is it to Portugal? Oh, yeah, it was just 350 Thomases. No, that's not that bad. Make it there in three days. So as Dotton tells the guys about his date, prompted, of course, Sean heads out. I wrote, I'm so sick of this Sean needing validation shtick. This is, I'm not criticizing Sean because I believe he feels this way. I'm not going to invalidate his feelings. Mm. But I just, again, it's they, it's them painting Sean as ever having been a legitimate candidate. Yeah. His cleft is talking here. It's not really him. <laughs> and Xavier now narrates that he thinks Sean might do something crazy. Yeah. And Andy, you said, I feel like Xavier knows he's along for the ride at this point. Yeah. Xavier's really laid back. He's allowed himself to take the spectator position. And let me tell you, it makes you only want more of him. I do. The more someone like Sean is like, I'm a front runner. I'm going to interrupt her ITM. Family, family, family. And the more Xavier's just like. Absolutely. The more I'm like him. There's so much power in quiet. Right? Yeah. Who do you, who are you worried about more? Some guy comes up in the street. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass. You piece of shit. Watch out. Or some guy's like, you're going to be dead in a few minutes. (laughs) I mean, that would be really scary. <laughs> okay, here we get Word Watch 15 with Sean saying, that's why I feel comfortable bringing you home to my family. This is in a voiceover. And now Sean stops by Charity's room. He says, since Oceanside, and you laughed at this, his confidence in, in them hasn't wavered. Yet he hasn't had any validation. He was sad he didn't get the rose between him and Tanner. I gotta say this kind of thing. His confidence in them hasn't wavered despite not getting any validation there comes a point where having confidence without any validation is just delusion. I've had no validation since Oceanside. <laughs> is that a song? I, no. No, I just wrote that. It sounds like an actual song. I mean, everything sounds like another song. Uh-huh. Oh, now you're kissing me of stealing songs? That worked, though. Because Every of artist is a cannibal. That was a T-shirt I once bought at a U2 concert. In retrospect, it seems a little corny. Oh, but, but it's, it's true. true. Every artist is a cannibal. There's no artist who just out of nowhere was like, I'm going to do this thing. They mm. all copy it a little bit. Cannibal? Is that really the word that should be used in that context? Bono used that word, so I trust it. Oh. And so now we get Word Watch 16 and 17, both from Sean here. And he says, I'm totally in the process of falling in love with you. <laughs> Andy, you said we received your submission. We're in the process of reviewing it. It's Could too you good. imagine in any situation in life ever saying that to somebody? Yeah. What is that? What does that mean? That's like buying a Powerball ticket and saying, <laughs> I am in the process of winning $800 million. Charity thanks him. She's good at that. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) But says that there are stronger connections. He says, though, that he knows what they can do with one-on-one time. They can get there. That's like, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like when you see those movies where the guy's like hand is the only thing left above the quicksand. Oh. That's, he's, he's the proverbial like last two fingers. Oh, he was looking for the, for the branch. He was like this. He was like, yeah, it's like his last finger is like, like this. And then it's just. Yeah. It was a little painful. Yeah. I know what we can do with one-on-one time. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, well, let me give the it a shot The one-on-one time now. that she never gave you. Charity puts her face in her hands and says, we're here. Almost to herself. Mm-hmm. We're here. It's yeah. time. We're here. She doesn't want to do this. She knows this is part of the job. She says she can't give him what he wants. And she walks him out. And as they tearfully hug, Andy, you said, don't worry. Tanner's going home, too. <laughs> okay, so now it's the next day. The group date. 
Charity is wearing, this is my favorite look of the week. It's not necessarily reinventing anything fashion-wise, mm. but it just looks so good on her in the color. It was a lilac ribbed mock neck tank dress. I liked it. Her hair was half up and these huge sort of oblong gold hoops. She looked amazing. This was mm. like ultra feminine, un- unapologetically feminine. Th- can I be honest? This was my favorite look too. Yeah. And here, Andy, you and I wondered, was there actually any date activity? And Andy, you said, no, it's a couch tour. Yes. Because all it turns out to be is them sitting like in a cocktail party setting yeah. and her taking turns talking to each of them. There, this is, You know what? This is just filler. This is probably right? something they, they may have cut, but they had nothing. After Braden left, they had nothing. It felt like the A-team had left after the last episode to go work on Golden Bachelor. It reminded me of uh, the vice presidential debate of, uh, I believe it was 1992. Okay. When uh, Ross Perot, his businessman, okay. another businessman, was running against uh, Bill Clinton. And his vice president was was there at the vice presidential debate. His name was Admiral Stockton. Okay. He was an admiral, nice man, very nice, but not not vice president material. And they were talking about healthcare, and you know Clinton gave this long, amazing answer. That's not Clinton, sorry. Gore gave this amazing answer, okay. and then they came to Stockton. The cameras on him. They're like, "What about you, Admiral?" And he's like, "I'm all out of ammunition." <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> okay, so the B team is like yeah. couch tour. <laughs> So here we get word watch 18 as Charity's talking about how whatever rose she gives out means that she wants to meet their family and heading into one-on-one time with Aaron we get a voiceover of Aaron's word watch 19 saying he's ready to introduce her to his Aaron guilt trips her here yeah. <laughs> about not having had one on, a one-on-one yeah. another one-on-one and the other guys have come back with that post charity glow mm. and here we get word watch 20 charity says next week possibly meeting the family so honestly the the conversation between the two of them is just like nothing it's he, like i he, actually honestly think he has even less of a shot than xavier i think he has substantially less of yeah. a shot than xavier and i think xavier has substantially less of a shot than xavier did one episode ago <laughs> I thought you were going to say then Joey, but yeah, that also no, works. No, no, no. And now uh, Tanner's one-on-one time gives us word watch 21. Oof. Tanner says it's scary to envision our first one-on-one date is you coming meet to meet my family. Uh, Come on. Uh, why are we, why is our time being wasted with this? This is absurd. He should have been sent home at the last rose ceremony. Why are they doing this to us? I would way rather they just gone to the final four last week, gotten rid of Sean, gotten rid of Tanner, and had four one-on-one. Instead of this two-on-one date and this so-called group date, those two dates should have been a one-on-one for Aaron and a one-on-one for Xavier. They Come want, on. They want arc. They want drama. They want things yeah, happening. Let me tell they don't you- want conversations that are potentially meaningful. That's the problem with the show. But it may be the problem with the viewers. Sometimes I blame you blame elected officials. You're like, oh, this guy's such an asshole. Uh-huh. But why is he there? It's because people voted for him. Yeah. You got to blame the people. Blame the viewers. Maybe the viewers want this bullshit. I don't know. I can't think of anyone who would rather watch this rigmarole. And that's what it was. It was a rigmarole. Such a good word. Yeah. Rigmarole. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even. I have no idea what rigmarole means. I've used it a million times. But it is. This is a rigmarole. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> okay, so heading into Xavier's one-on-one time, 
he says in his ITM, I really, really like Charity and want to fall in love with her. I loved the wording of this because it was honest. I want to. I believe it. And then he says, the idea of committing himself to one person forever scares him. He tells her this in their one-on-one time. He says he wants to do it once getting engaged. He has to be certain, but he thinks he can get there with her. Charity loves honesty. Mm. But Andy, you said he gets the nice music. It does kind of feel like if someone else had said the same thing, he would be labeled a bad guy. Absolutely. What's yeah. the difference? I mean, Xavier is cooler than Brayden. <laughs> I'll give him that. Yeah. But other than that, what's the difference? I don't know if I have a difference for you. I have to admit, had this music just been different, Xavier would be kind of a bad oh, guy right now. It could now. have been like, dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. Yeah, you're afraid of committing yourself to one person. Keep going. Dun, 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 I'm afraid of committing myself to one person. It scares me. I only want to do it once. I have to be certain. I I want to get the- <laughs> This is too intense. Yeah, it's like heavy metal stuff. Yeah, what? I don't no, think that's, that's right. wrong. It needs to be like. Oh, yeah, I'll do it again. Start again. I got it. Oh, really? I got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Okay, charity. Okay, ready? Yeah, charity. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> I'm really afraid of committing myself to one person. The idea scares me. <laughs> I only want to do it once. I have to be sure. There cannot be any doubt. <laughs> but I, I want to get there with you. I think, I, I think, emphasis on think, I can get there with you. <laughs> it became Bach. <laughs> Seriously. I loved what Xavier was saying, but I maintain if he had been given villain music, just different music here, people would have been like, oh, Xavier, he's not serious. Of course. Because he's not already on one knee. Yeah, he was he, he was a sham. He only wants to fall in love with He her. was a sham the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the show. He's not here for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just here for the alcohol and the Instagram. And the narration, which he's very yeah, good he's at. Yeah, he's a good narrator. I kind of want to see, you know what I want? I, I kind of... You know, David Attenborough is getting very old. Mm. You know, he's probably, he may retire soon. Okay. Or he, I have a feeling David Attenborough is going to drop in the middle of doing a nature oh, show. don't say no, that. No, that's the way he wants to go. That's the way he wants to go. <laughs> okay. But I think Xavier should take over the role. I think Xavier should narrate nature shows. Oh. Yeah. I would totally listen to that. Totally. Yeah. Let's they be kissing. They be kissing. <laughs> <laughs> These lions be killing. <laughs> Those bees be pollinating. <laughs> How about uh, these monkeys be fucking? <laughs> uh, uh. Okay. So now they make out. Xavier and Charity are crying. <laughs> I'm crying. I mean, it's good stuff. So now Charity and Xavier make out, and let me tell you, it is hot. Oh. They be kissing. <laughs> Yeah, very hot kissing chemistry. I wrote, it feels like she wants to go to the boom boom room with Xavier. <laughs> Is there still a boom boom room? Only on Paradise. Oh, right. Yeah, here it's Fantasy Suites, Andy. Oh, it's proper. Me. It's classy. It's classy. Yeah. It's where fantasies come true. It's not where boom booms yeah. happen. No, only missionary. <laughs> 
Okay, so Charity returns to the group and gives the first rose to Aaron. Uh, I don't know uh, why this happened. I just, this is the part where it's like, who cares about anything that happened? <laughs> and she picks up the second one to tell him that she's not going to hand it out. No. <laughs> she says, wait till tonight. Eddie, you said that's utter bullshit. God, we, we marveled here at how it's dragging. How is this episode dragging after they cut two whole episodes? This is, this is why they cut two episodes. They know what they're doing. <laughs> and now as we Blech. see... Be- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and now as Tanner is getting dressed, he's putting on a suit yeah. for like the umpteenth time. I felt so bad for him. He was made to go on a two-on-one date and then go in the evening, get dressed up for that, not be given a rose, and then go on a group date where he had to be interviewed one-on-one style here for the couch tour and then not be given a rose to go into the evening again. Wait a minute, wait a For minute. what? Wait a minute, let me get this straight. You feel bad for Tanner, who knows full well that he has zero shot. Yeah, but no, seriously, he should just be sent home. Why are they making him do this? You think he doesn't appreciate this screen time? Oh, you think he likes it? Are you kidding? Tanner doesn't seem the type. Oh, Sean stop. would like it. Oh, you think Tanner isn't? I think Tanner appreciates the screen time. He was like giddy when he didn't get the rose or when neither of them got the rose. I, oh, you think he just wanted to be around I, for another of day? Of all the people in the world right now that I feel bad for, Tanner is literally like seven billion. Oh. Like I do not feel bad for Tanner. No, I just think it's- He shouldn't even be here. He should have been knocked <laughs> off like three episodes ago. Yeah, but it's like, just send him home already. He no, doesn't let him to- get, let him enjoy. This is a once in a lifetime experience for him. He gets more screen time. Oh, let him Tanner- have it. Uh, to me, Tanner has a little more shame than that. He's not in it just for I the think you're probably head. right, but I mean, I don't feel bad for him. Okay, all right. Well, you try putting on a suit two nights in a row like That's that. That's true, actually. Yeah. I wouldn't like yeah, that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't like it at no. all. So now Charity visits Tanner at his hotel room to send him home. We get word watch 22 and 23 here. Charity's saying it's not fair to mm, him mm, and mm. his family. What? By the way, interestingly... We had a lot, extraordinary number of people guessing 23 for Wordwatch. Wow. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a mental number. Uh-huh. 23 and 32. Oh, interesting. 23 is like Michael Jordan. I think people have that in their mind. I think ever since Jordan, like 23 has become a number. Okay. And 32, I'm sure there's some 30. 32 feels like a good number. Yeah. That's like a number you really see. You can you really get your teeth into the 32. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's like 16 is half of it. You got four eights in there. Is half of it. You got you got eight fours. <laughs> good job. Sixteen twos. Thirty-two ones. It's a good number. Tanner earns his airtime here with a dejected evening B-roll stroll through the mm. streets of New Orleans. Yeah, they just they, 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 no they're car. Like, they're just like beat it, find your way home. And Charity now meets Xavier in his room. I don't know if it's his room. It's where this date was supposed to happen. Yeah. Says it was a hard week. She picks up the rose. Ooh. Oh, are you on the edge of your suit? <laughs> and says, quite frankly, she doesn't have to give it out. I thought it was oh. funny. <laughs> But she wants to. I thought it was funny that she made a point of saying this. It almost felt like she was punishing him a bit. I don't have to give this out, but I want to. Why did she say this? I don't know. I almost felt a bit like, yes, Xavier is really honest and she appreciates honesty, but she's still going to reward the guy that was like effusive and already there. And she's making Xavier want it more by making him chase a bit more. Do you know what? I don't care. (laughs) Touche. So Wordwatch24 here, Charity says that she wants to meet his family. She offers him the rose and he says, Andy? 1,000%. 
which is acceptable. It's totally acceptable. One above the unacceptable. What's the unexpected? 999. You can't say 900. No, you can't say anything between 101 and 999. 1,000 okay. is acceptable. 1 billion, 1 trillion, okay. 150 quadrillion, <laughs> all good. Here we get word watch 25 and 26 with Xavier saying he can't wait for her to meet his family. Charity wants to meet his family. Everyone wants to meet everyone's family, okay? Yes, family, 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 family. <laughs> Actually, family, 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 family. I can't say it. Wait, 26 times? Yeah, I can't do it. Let's do it. Family, 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 No, you went to I ended with flammy. It became flammy at like 13 for me. So now we have credits. You know, I thought last week's credits were bad. The one where Jesse Palmer was put in the Bigfoot costume, but nothing came even no, close to this week's credits. I, you know what? I, I, I don't want to I don't want to go too hard on them. I think they're having a rough time. OK, so anyone who only listens to recaps and doesn't watch the show, which is so funny, we need to describe this. The credits was this guy whose job it is to take out one of the suitcases from the 211 and him being all excited to do it. He was like, you know, adjusting his shirt and he's all ready to go get the suitcase. And then the phone in the hallway of the hotel ringing and him picking up being like, no one's going home. You don't get to take a suitcase. And then him being bummed. Uh, yeah. I mean, you think that that's a good idea? I think that what happens is a couple of guys get high every week and they think of these things. Uh-huh. And sometimes when you're high, you don't think of funny things. No. They're very funny in the moment. Yeah. I'm serious. I think the A team went to go work on Golden Bachelor and now we're left with the B team here. And let me tell you, I want to see Golden Bachelor. Oh, I can't wait. I've oh, never been more excited. We forgot to say, we were so distracted by our 25,000 subscribers that we forgot to mention huge news in the uh, in our housekeeping. Oh, yeah. You were. Andy's reaction to the Golden Bachelor on Instagram was reposted as a story by Bachelor ABC, the Instagram it's account. It's a big moment. Huge moment. I mean, it felt like you you were coming into your own. I'm part of the family. You're part of the family It's the now. coronation. Yes. I've never been reposted by Bachelor ABC. So, really? Yeah. Not that I can think of. So. Well, you'll get there. Work harder. It's, okay. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, what'd you say? I said work harder. <laughs> okay, Andy, it is time for your A game. Who is your winner? No winner. I mean, if I had to give it to someone, it's Xavier, but it doesn't really count. He just says A game in life. Yeah. It's not. This game wasn't A with her. No. Like honesty and kind of whatever. How about the the captain of the boat, the alligator boat? You like him? Oh, yeah. If I had to give any A game, I mean, with with what he was working with, the guy has got strong game. Totally. Strong game. Very strong game. I'm telling you, that guy on that alligator boat, he (laughs) f***s. That's a reference to Silicon That's, Valley. Uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, Andy, it's time for our word watch. There were 26 Woo! family. It's singular. a family affair. Yes, it it's is. It's a family affair. Unfortunately, despite having well over a thousand guesses. Well over. No one. And this is a first. This has never happened never. since we began doing this. No one guessed the correct number. Nobody. Out of well over a thousand guesses. We had two people who came close. Oh, we're yeah. gonna give we're gonna give shout outs shout because outs. you gotta give something. Yeah. Two people guessed 24. That was the closest. Those people are Renata Rupp and Catherine L. I, I mean, but I was no gonna say congratulations, cigars. but no. Yeah, you were very close. But and it's what's crazy is it was such a good prize. I know. $220 in cozy earth. So what we're gonna do. 
Because fair is fair. No one deserves it. Sorry. No, can't give it to anybody. We're going to bump it to a future word watch this season. Mm-hmm. So, Andy, what's the word for next week? Knee. Okay. Getting down on one knee. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only. <laughs> Unless someone's like, ah, oh, my knee. <laughs> Okay, so if you would like to join in the Shandy Word Watch fun and have a chance to win, we have a new prize this week, Andy. Yeah. I am wearing their stuff right now. This is a, a preview. Ooh. <laughs> $150 in Skims Apparel. They are a beloved sponsor of ours, mm-hmm. and I'm often wearing their stuff. I'm a big fan yeah. of the Fits Everybody Scoop and Bra. Anyway, you have a chance to win $150 in Skims. Good prize. If you guess correctly. The number of times the word knee, K-N-E-E. As opposed to... Yeah, it's the only knee. Yeah. Is uttered in episode six. You must do so by commenting either below this YouTube video or on the Instagram post for this recap. You must use the numeral of the number of times you think it will be said. You must include either knee or and or word watch in your comment. You must do so by this Friday at midnight. Do not email us. Do not DM us. And do not write the word of the number of times. It's the numeral. And if you guess correctly... Not the Roman numeral. <laughs> wise asses. And if you guess correctly, you'll be entered in a draw and one name will be plucked to win $150 in Skims Apparel. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Great prize. So moving on, Andy, to our predictions. Who do you have in your top spot? I think this will be fast. Dotton. Same. Who do you have in your second spot? Joey. Same. Who do you have in your third spot? Xavier. Same. Meaning we both think Aaron will be going home next week. Yes. Do we even need to explain this? No. Yeah, I think above all else, Charity values honesty. And so even though Xavier might tell, might not tell her exactly what she wants to hear, she's at least getting 100% honesty. He did say on his one-on-one date last week that the one thing she can always trust that he will give her is 100% honesty. You're and right. I, I think she cares about that. She does. Yeah. Meanwhile, Aaron... Meh. I don't know if you're going to get 100% honesty. Maybe. <laughs> you make the call. <laughs> All right, Andy, that's a wrap for episode five. If nice. you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews, and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye bye. <laughs>